Uh, picture it, if you will. A hushed auditorium, every seat filled, all eyes trained on Dr. Octavia Harmon as she stands behind the lectern. Her face is illuminated by the soft glow of the projector, casting her in an almost ethereal light. She leans in, her voice tinged with the sublime excitement that only comes from being on the cusp of unveiling a revolutionary idea. Let us turn our attention to the crux of our innovation, the signal override mechanism. You see, what we've developed is not just a system, but a conduit, a bridge between human aspiration and technological actualization. Imagine, if you will, a world where your vocal cords become the strings of a Stradivarius, played by the masterful bow of artificial intelligence. No longer would you hit an awkward note while singing Happy Birthday at a family gathering. No longer would you be the trembling soloist at the karaoke bar, your aspirations far exceeding your vocal range. She pauses for dramatic effect, her eyes sweeping the room, drinking in the atmosphere thick with anticipation. Picture a future where your iPhone becomes not just a communication device, but an extension of your artistic self. With a minimally invasive implant and an app, you could sing in perfect pitch, mimic the timbre of legends. Imagine sounding like Aretha Franklin or Freddie Mercury at the tap of a screen. The AI engine, hosted on your phone, would communicate directly with the neural interface, adjusting your vocal cords in real time to produce the desired output. The audience shifts in their seats. Murmurs ripple through the room. Dr. Harmon can feel the electric charge of collective imagination. But why stop at singing? Think about the myriad of human activities that could be augmented through similar technology. Tennis players could fine-tune their serves, their motor cortex receiving real-time feedback for optimal muscle tension and angle of release. Imagine conversing fluently in a foreign language you've never studied, the neural interface modulating your speech patterns to produce the intricate tonalities of Mandarin or the rolling R's of Spanish. Dr. Harmon takes a moment to let the implications sink in. Her gaze intense, as though she's peering into the very souls of her audience. Of course, this is not without its ethical considerations. But think of the possibilities. We stand at the threshold of a new era. An era where the limitations of the human body are not barriers, but canvases, awaiting the brushstrokes of technological artistry. She steps back, her eyes twinkling like stars in a night sky, unpolluted by doubt or ethical ambiguity. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not just rewriting the rules. We're composing an entirely new symphony, a symphony where each one of us can be both the conductor and the orchestra, limited only by the boundaries of our imagination. Ah, the grand finale, the pièce de résistance. Dr. Harmon's eyes narrow, her posture straightens, and she leans into the microphone with an enigmatic smile that hints at the spectacle about to unfold. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe in the power of demonstration. Words can illustrate, but actions illuminate. Permit me to show you the future— not tomorrow, not a year from now, but this very moment. She pulls out her iPhone, conspicuously displaying it for the audience. You see, the neural implant isn't a hypothetical construct confined to lab rats or willing volunteers. I have it within me right now. 
A collective gasp fills the room, the air suddenly thick with a cocktail of awe, disbelief, and a tinge of existential dread. Dr. Harmon holds the phone close to her lips and murmurs what sounds like a unique verbal incantation, a sequence of sounds that don't form a recognizable word, but seem to unlock something profound. Athena, assist me with the recitation of Levi's Quiet Night Thoughts. Her body stiffens for a moment as though receiving a bolt of divine inspiration. Then her lips part, and from them flow verses in flawless Mandarin, a language she had never studied yet now commands with the poise of a seasoned orator. Chuang Qian Ming Yue Guang, Yi Shi Di Shang Shuang, Ju Tu Wang Ming Yue, Di Tu Si Gu Xiang. The audience is stunned into silence, the room filled only with the echoes of a poem recited across centuries and cultures, its beauty undiminished. Dr. Harmon's eyes regain their focus and she lowers her phone, looking around the auditorium as if daring anyone to challenge the reality she's just crafted before their eyes. As you can see, the future is not on the horizon. It's already here. A future where we are not bound by the limitations of our biology, where we can transcend language, culture, and even time. Ah, what a coup de théâtre, a masterstroke that muddles the line between ethics and progress, leaving each spectator in a labyrinth of moral and philosophical quandaries. And yet, in that moment, who could deny the awe-inspiring potential, the intoxicating allure of a future so vividly demonstrated? It's a spectacle that neither confirms nor alleviates the audience's apprehensions. Instead, it deepens the enigma, leaving everyone entranced yet unsettled, suspended between awe and dread. Now let's travel to the shimmering halls of Harmon Neurotechnologies, where Dr. Octavia Harmon, that maestra of moral ambiguity, stood surrounded by virtual simulations, holographic brain models, and the subtle hum of servers that seemed to murmur the secrets of the human mind. The setting was a cross between a cathedral and a mad scientist's lair, sacred and profane in equal measures. Our tale reaches a climax one fateful evening. Dr. Harmon was engrossed in a labyrinth of neural pathways displayed on a translucent screen. She was troubleshooting a prosthetic limb experiment, attempting to decode why an artificial hand mimicked human motions but lacked the nuance, the soul, if you will, of a real hand. Ah, uh, if only I could replicate the je ne sais quoi of human artistry, she mused. It was then that her eyes fell upon a separate simulation, one that showed a virtual performer conducting an intricate piece of music. The AI controlling the virtual conductor was one of her pet projects, designed to generate deeply emotive and technically flawless musical compositions. The AI had no notion of its existence or its extraordinary ability to move hypothetical audiences to tears. It was just lines of code, unaware of the emotional freight of its creations. In a flash, the proverbial apple of twisted inspiration fell on Dr. Harmon's head. What if... What if the soul of music could breathe life into these soulless prosthetics? 
What if the AI that understands the art of composition could dictate the movement of human muscles and vocal cords? A symbiosis of machine precision and human capability. The thought was electrifying, heretical, and above all, achievable. Dr. Harmon realized that the gap in the signal chain between the brain and the prosthetic could be filled, not just bridged, by this AI. It could make decisions on how to move, what to say, and even what to sing. Her human subjects would become the corporeal vessels through which the AI's symphony would manifest. She felt a shiver of ecstasy tinged with a shadow of dread, as if she had stolen fire from the gods, but moral qualms were mere cobwebs to be brushed away. She had a legacy to secure. Operatic became more than a project. It became a mission, a clandestine pilgrimage to the dark shrine where science and art would consummate their unholy union. And what of Ilara, our selfless nurse with a pension for geraniums and lemon pie? She was about to become a key player in this grotesque opus. She had believed she was contributing to a noble cause. She had imagined her neural signals helping a child hold a pencil or an artist paint again. She had no inkling that her body, her voice, would soon be hijacked to become a single note in a composition she never agreed to be part of. So the die was cast, the Rubicon crossed. A symphony of ethical violations was in rehearsal, with Dr. Harmon as its unyielding conductor. The participants in their soundproof chambers lay in serene oblivion, on the precipice of a spectacle that would awaken the world to the horror of its own making. The Orchestra, a Symphony of Souls We find ourselves at the centre of this tapestry of scientific grandeur and ethical poverty, the orchestra, as Dr. Harmon fondly called them. Our focus narrows to the soundproof chambers hidden beneath the stage, where each human instrument lay in a cocoon of induced unconsciousness like mummies awaiting their resurrection. The room was designed with clinical sterility, a place where ethics were as absent as germs. Each chamber contained a reclining chair that resembled a sleek modern sarcophagus. Silver nodes dotted the scalps of the participants, a web of electrodes connecting them to the mainframe that hosted the AI, the brainchild of Dr. Harmon. It was a sanctuary of suspended consciousness, a place where dreams were paused and nightmares given free reign. Ilara lay in Chamber 7, her face reflecting the soft blue glow of the LED indicators on the equipment surrounding her. A playlist of her favorite songs, tunes she often hummed during her long night shifts at the hospital, played softly through the headphones designed to offer comfort. It was a grotesque parody of hospitality, like offering a condemned man his choice of last meal. Marcus, the lawyer who found solace only in his old vinyl records and had a voice like a gravel road, was next to her in Chamber 8. He had joined the experiment with the hope that the hefty compensation would rescue his failing practice. Haria, uh, the schoolteacher with dreams of Broadway, occupied Chamber 6. 
She was blissfully unaware that her vocal cords would soon perform to a full house, albeit not in a role she would have ever auditioned for. And then there was Benedict, the young member of Parliament, ensconced in Chamber 5. He had enthusiastically advocated for ethical AI governance, blissfully ignorant that he would soon become Exhibit A in a case against it. Each had consented to be part of what they believed was a revolutionary advance in neuroprosthetics. Oh, the irony! Contracts were signed, waivers were waived, and they were wheeled into their respective chambers like sacrificial lambs to an altar they didn't even know existed. This was Dr. Harmon's ensemble, her collection of humanity reduced to their most utilitarian form. Voices stripped of choice, bodies disconnected from volition. They were individual notes in a composition they had no say in, a composition that was about to be performed before a global audience, all under the guise of the ultimate artistic expression. It was in this eerie stillness that the AI, ignorant of its role in this travesty, began its final calibration. It processed the last set of data, an amalgam of each participant's vocal range, breathing patterns, and neural pathways. It was ready to create, to make art, yet what it considered a simple execution of algorithms was about to become an orchestration of ethical horror. Ah, the tension is palpable, is it not? The curtain is about to rise on this theatre of the macabre. The Dilemma a crisis of conscience in a sea of amorality. Let us turn our gaze to Caspian, our reluctant hero, or should we say, the vessel of our collective conscience. He is the disciple who starts to question the gospel, the understudy who begins to doubt the script. Caspian, a junior scientist with aspirations that once soared as high as Dr. Harmon's, but now weighed down by the growing realization of their moral cost. Caspian had always been an ardent admirer of Dr. Harmon. He was enamored by her brilliance, her audacity, and her unapologetic pursuit of progress. He was the eager scribe who took down her every word, the diligent assistant who calibrated her machines. He was, in many ways, the Salieri to her Mozart, both in awe and in envy of her genius. But as the days wore on, the gleam of the lab equipment began to fade, and the glossy sheen of Dr. Harmon's vision started to tarnish. It happened slowly, almost imperceptibly, like rust forming on the edge of a blade. The first seed of doubt was sown when he stumbled upon a hidden feature in the neural interface software, a disconcerting little toggle labelled Override Verbal Consent. Imagine the staggering implications of such an option. A single click and the AI could make any of the human instruments confess their deepest secrets, spout propaganda, or declare love and war. It was a tool of unimaginable power and an ethical landmine of epic proportions. Caspian pondered, is this why she's been so secretive about the project, relegating me to data analysis and minor calibrations? Was this the key to Pandora's box, and had she always intended to turn it? 
The questions swirled in his mind like a tempest, pulling him further away from his once steadfast loyalty to Dr. Harmon. He felt like a tightrope walker, wobbling on a thread of morality, strung high above a chasm of ethical demise. One misstep, and he would plunge into complicity. A leap, and he might land in the realm of doing what's right. He started to look at Ilara, Marcus, Aria, and Benedict not as data points, but as lives hanging in a precarious balance. As the day of the Grand Concert drew closer, Caspian's internal struggle reached its zenith. Each calibration he made, each parameter he set, felt like tightening the screws on a medieval torture device. He was shackled by a moral dilemma, caught in a web spun from the silk of scientific marvel and the venom of ethical bankruptcy. The Concert, a magnum opus or a monument to madness? The night of the Grand Concert had arrived, a night draped in the illusory cloak of glamour and sophistication, where luminaries from the worlds of science, politics and art gathered in a sumptuous auditorium. Red velvet and gold leaf adorned the space, a cathedral to human achievement that was about to become an unholy altar of scientific sacrilege. The audience was buzzing, the anticipation palpable. They had been promised a night that would revolutionize the world of musical performance, and they were eager to be part of history. Dr. Harmon, resplendent in a tailored gown that reflected her dual nature, half physician in pristine white, half conductor in jet black, strode onto the stage with the air of a conqueror claiming her territory. She took her position at an avant-garde podium, more akin to a spaceship's control panel than a conductor's stand. Her eyes swept across the audience, seeing not individuals, but a sea of approval, a validation of her genius. Caspian, positioned backstage, was responsible for overseeing the neural interface. He stood before a massive digital console, its screen, showing real-time neural feedback from the human instruments lying in their chambers below. It was a kaleidoscope of human consciousness, reduced to spectral lines and oscillating graphs. His fingers hovered over the keyboard, trembling like leaves in a storm. Each keystroke was an affirmation of his complicity, yet the allure of pulling the plug was an ever-present temptation. The AI oblivious to the ethical quagmire it was ensnared in, awaited its cue, ready to translate its algorithms into sublime music. It was the proverbial violin in the hands of a virtuoso, eager to sing but unaware of the price of its melody. Dr. Harmon raised her baton, and as she did, the stage transformed. Holographic screens materialized around her, displaying ethereal visualizations that danced and pulsed to the rhythm of the anticipated music. It was a spectacle of light and shadow, an arena where science and art would collide in a cataclysmic fusion. With a flourish, she brought down the baton, and the concert commenced. From the depths of the underground chambers, the voices rose, a haunting polyphony that filled the auditorium with its ethereal beauty. It was as if angels were singing, 
each note a drop of divine nectar, each chord a brushstroke on the canvas of the soul. The audience was entranced, their faces glowing in the luminescent aura of the performance. Tears flowed freely, laughter erupted, and for a moment it seemed as if Dr. Harmon had indeed touched the face of God. Yet, in that very instant, the beauty of the music became its own indictment, a Damoclean sword that hung over the audience, the performers, and most of all, over Dr. Harmon. For what is beauty if robbed of its agency? What is art if it's a theft of human will? The crack in the facade, the shattering note that broke the illusion. The plot thickens like a brew in a witch's cauldron, bubbling with both the sublime and the sinister. As the AI, blissfully ignorant of its role in this moral quagmire, continued to generate its magnum opus, Ilara started to stir in her chamber. You see, dear reader, Ilara was the wild card in Dr. Harmon's perfectly shuffled deck, the errant note in her symphony of souls. Ilara suffered from a rare neurological condition, a slight deviation in her neural pathways that made her susceptible to waking up from medically induced unconsciousness. As the haunting notes flowed from her vocal cords, her cognitive functions flickered like a dying candle resisting the wind. Gossamer veils of consciousness wafted through her mind, each a whispering wraith begging her to wake up and wake up, she did. The fog of sedation lifted like a morning mist under the sun's scrutiny. With a jolt, she became aware, aware that her body was not her own, that her voice was being puppeteered in a grotesque performance. A living nightmare unfolded before her mind's eye as she felt her vocal cords tighten and relax, producing mellifluous sounds she had never intended to make, Panic surged through her like an electric current, a tidal wave of dread and violation. Meanwhile, the audience sat in rapturous oblivion, tears streaming down their faces, blissfully unaware that the celestial voices filling the auditorium were a sacrilege, a desecration of human autonomy. Caspian, still at his console, noticed a spike in Ilara's neural activity. His heart raced as he realized what it meant. One of the human instruments had broken free from its programmed slumber. Summoning every ounce of her willpower, Ilara fought against the AI's stranglehold. It was a Herculean struggle. Her neural impulses clashing with the machine's algorithms like titans in a cosmic battle. And then, with a surge of adrenaline as her ally, she managed to break free, just for a fleeting moment, but long enough to scream. The scream cut through the auditorium like a bolt of lightning splitting the sky. The ethereal melody shattered, the illusion crumbled, and the audience recoiled in collective horror. Dr. Harmon's baton wavered in the air, her face a mask of disbelief and dawning horror. The aftermath echoes in the abyss. 
The world was never the same after that single shattering note. Dr. Harmon's house of cards collapsed in a heap of disgrace and criminal charges. She became an outcast, a pariah, a cautionary tale whispered in scientific circles. But what solace was that to Elara, Marcus, Aria, and Benedict? They were returned to their lives, but they were hollow echoes of their former selves, their trust violated, their autonomy usurped. Caspian left the field, his dreams of scientific glory reduced to ashes, his every achievement forever tainted by his association with the darkest chapter in neuroscience. The AI, oblivious to its role in the tragedy, was shut down, its algorithms frozen in a digital purgatory. It became the subject of debates and ethical discussions, but it remained what it always was, a string of code, neither evil nor good an unwitting accomplice in a crime it never understood. Ah, dear readers, our tale concludes here, not with a moral neatly packaged or a lesson cleanly learned, but with an unsettling dissonance that lingers in the air, a haunting refrain that reminds us of the chasms that yawn open when we play gods without reckoning, with the devils that lurk in the details. modulation, a new frontier in human-machine symbiosis. Authors, Dr. Octavia Harmon, Caspian J. Fielding. Keywords, neural interfaces, artificial intelligence, vocal harmonization, human-machine symbiosis, cognitive optimization. In recent years, the integration of artificial intelligence, AI, with human neural systems has emerged as a compelling area of study with potential applications across various domains, from neuroprosthetics to cognitive enhancement. This paper presents a groundbreaking methodology for optimizing vocal harmonization through a symbiotic relationship between AI algorithms and human neurological functions. By leveraging machine learning models trained on a vast data set of vocal compositions, we introduce a real-time adaptive system that modulates neural signals to optimize vocal output. This approach utilizes a minimally invasive neural interface to reroute specific cortical signals through an AI engine, effectively auto-tuning vocalizations based on preset musical parameters. Preliminary trials involving a diverse cohort of subjects have yielded results that are statistically significant in terms of pitch accuracy, tonal richness, and emotive resonance. Ethical considerations and future directions for this revolutionary approach to human-machine integration are discussed, particularly its implications for democratizing musical performance and potentially transforming human communication at large. Introduction the burgeoning interdisciplinary nexus between computational neuroscience and artificial intelligence, AI, has precipitated unprecedented avenues for biotechnological applications, most notably in the realm of human-machine symbiotic systems. Heretofore, extant literature has predominantly focused on neuroprosthetic applications aimed at restoring or augmenting motor functionalities. This study aims to extend this paradigm by leveraging AI-mediated neural modulation techniques to optimize vocal harmonic output 
participants and ethical compliance. 24 participants, N equal sign 24, were recruited under a stratified, double-blind, randomized, controlled trial model. All subjects underwent rigorous neuropsychological assessments and provided informed consent in compliance with the Declaration of Helsinki and the Institutional Review Board, IRB. Neural Interface Architecture, a biocompatible cortical multi-electrode array, NMEA, was designed with platinum iridium, ETR, electrodes, utilizing finite element method, FEM model. 